And now, ladies and gentlemen, if you would, please welcome to the ice the members of the 2016 NCAA National Champions from the University of North Dakota. Welcome back to the Hasbens, presented by 10K Takes, brought to you always by the Chill Boys. And you can go on www.chillboys.com. And listeners, you can type in HB15 to get 15% off your first order from the Chill Boys. Get your underwear, socks made out of bamboo. Tonight, this evening, I'm joined by Trevor Olson, Jack Mason. My name is Gage Osses. We are here with a very special guest, longtime referee, Derek Shepard. Shep, thanks for coming on. We really appreciate having you in studio here. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it's exciting having you in here with us. Um, we all know you. I, I actually knew you before you started refing our games, um, just being a fan at... at the Ralph Engelstead Arena. Your your name is well known in that rink, um, you know, for good and bad reasons. But uh, no, it's 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 really fun having you in here right now, just knowing who you are and and <laughs> the stories uh, that, that that I'm sure you have from the game of hockey. We're really excited to get into. But uh, let's get into our weekends here. Um, had some interesting weekends. Ols, why don't you start us off with uh, how your weekend went over? Yeah, so um, like we talked about last week, I made the family trip down to Nashville, Tennessee. Had our little family Christmas down there, and um, it lived up to expectations. <laughs> I had a 4 a.m. flight this morning, and I'm hurting <laughs> really, really, really badly today. But uh, it was fun. Uh, first time in Nashville, we had a blast. Uh, the family had a good time. A lot of a lot of stung bodies today, so oh yeah, the, the family group chat's a little quiet out there today. But um, no, it was fun. Uh, like I said, never been there before, so it was cool to bar hop and hit Broadway and do that whole. Yeah, I actually wanted to bring. Um, I forgot, but I wanted to bring you a medal for just making it here today after <laughs> yeah. the weekend. Um, seems like a very hard task. Uh, I, I did feel bad that I that you guy had to come in today, but it's all right. It's part of the job. He's here. He's battling. You know, just so the listeners know, he's he's a professional. <laughs> but yeah, sometimes if you're, you know, what's the saying? If you uh, party at night. If, yeah, if you're gonna be if you're gonna be a if you're gonna party at night if you're gonna be a man at night you got to be a man in the morning. Yeah, yeah. So that's just something we've all learned, and it's not a not surprising that Ols is being a man in the morning. Here, I guess. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Mace, what about you? Uh, pretty uh, pretty laid back weekend. Went to the wild game on Friday. That was pretty fun. Got to see a good win. Then hit five rounds of froth this weekend, and then planned out my trip to Mexico for this month. So Mace is obviously trying to become some professional frother. I'm assuming. <laughs> yes. He's putting the work in out there <laughs> yeah. every weekend. He's chucking the disc. <laughs> we did four rounds in one day on Saturday, and that was a event. We could How, say. What are your What are your scores there? Like you obviously score it like you're playing golf. So are you shooting under? Like uh, what do you think your handicap is as a frother? It really depends on the course. Like, if we're going to, like, courses in the south metro where I am, I can usually hit, like, right on par. 
but on like a new course I've never been to, maybe two to four over. So, so guys, a stick. Pretty good. Yeah. Stick. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you don't want to catch yourself on the on the course trying to hustle old Mace. <laughs> it's gonna hustle you right back. <laughs> Shep, you do anything good this weekend? Uh, I don't have the life you guys got. I guess. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Saturday night we had a private party for an unveiling of a new uh, kombucha. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Like really? the drink? Yeah, the stuff that's supposed to be healthy for you, but it's alcoholic. <laughs> Didn't do anything, but <laughs> friend's daughter started one down in Denver, and they, they just unveiled it here um, at his bar over in Egan. So we went to that on Saturday night. That's awesome. What uh, did you taste it? You know, I've had some kombucha before. Kombucha, however you, how the fuck you say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've had some before, like... You know, some are like, eh, it's okay, and some are like, what the fuck am I drinking? You it know, was like, wine-ish. Yeah. Kind of two of them, I don't know, one berry, one fruity. They were both kind of girly. Yeah. And then an old-fashioned one. The old-fashioned one wasn't bad, but uh, a little fruity it's, for me. Yeah, it's weird, yeah. Yeah, about three of them, and I had to go, I had to go right to beer after that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when he washed his, he's chasing it here, yeah. taking a sip. <laughs> wonder why it took 15 of them to get the taste out of my mouth. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, uh, you know, so I'd like all the listeners to uh, wish me a belated happy birthday um, <laughs> as I did turn 27 um, last Friday. Um, two seven's a big, you know, it's everyone in here and everyone who listens knows it's a huge birthday for myself just because, you know, last time I was number 27. Um, absolutely dummied McDavid down in Sochi, <laughs> Russia. And people know that story, but just like, just like to get that out there again. But yeah, no, we, uh, so we we eventually we decided to get a table downtown at a bar. Um, got a good group of guys, you know, you know, boss man and and Kirk Cousins were there. Well, fake Kirk Cousins, Jake. But uh, no, we had a great time down there, and uh, you know, now now we're looking forward to uh, year twenty seven or year twenty eight, whatever it is. You know, have I already lived twenty seven years? Right. So I've lived twenty seven years on the earth, and now I'm living out my twenty eighth. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, <laughs> all right, let's get into our hypotheticals here. <laughs> Sorry, I had to go. Yeah. Sorry, I had to talk Well, you think, okay, you're, you're born, yeah. you have your birthday, but you're not one until you've lived one year of life. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I just think you're closer to my kids than me. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I mean, people, people, you know, there's there's certain people who are like, oh, you're so young, 27, and then you're also hanging out with some people who are like, holy fuck, you're old, 27. It's like, come on, like, it's 27. It's not that old, <laughs> you know? Body feels old. Body feels older than when you were 21, but, I mean, <laughs> still feeling pretty good, I like to think. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's get into our hypotheticals here. Um all right, the first one I thought of, I was just thinking about this. I don't know why. I don't know if it makes sense. Probably wouldn't, but we'll go over it. So which individual sport um, in the U.S. or wherever would you like to see made a team sport? So, like, our options are, like, tennis, golf, um, boxing, UFC, stuff like that where you're competing individually, but would it, which sport would you like to see be made into a team sport? So, like, 
if Minneapolis is signing golfers, you know, like the Minneapolis whatever golf team is signing golfers and like you're cheering for the Minneapolis golf team, like it'd be pretty cool. Or UFC or boxing, like I'm going to go with UFC just because that'd be so sick to have like, you know, you got your UFC team per state and like everyone's like, ah, who's got the toughest state? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how it'd work because like how many times can those guys fight in a year? Well, if you have your team, you could just have like, you could set up like tiers yeah, and your, your D fighter would fight the D fighter from yeah Florida exactly. So you have you know four fights, four or five fights a year. That that'd be the only way in my mind that that makes. Yeah, sense. I mean, I think you know, like if if say each fighter fights three times a year, I think some of them could fight four times a year. So let's just say four, they fight four times a year. You have five guys, five fighters on each team. I mean, that's twenty fights per season. Yeah. For your team. Per state. Yeah. It's not That's bad. A lot. Could yeah. be doable. Yeah. It's probably a little more doable golf and tennis, but. So you're going UFC? I'm going to go UFC, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> just just for the fact of, like, I think it'd be electric signing fighters for your, like, your team. Yeah. Like, oh, we got this guy. Like, let's <laughs> yeah. go. This guy's nails. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fair enough. Shep. Uh, boy. Wasn't ready for that one. I read your little thing. I didn't know I was going to get asked him. Oh yeah, um, you just throw it out there. Whatever you feel. You talk. You were talking about golfing I guess on the I'd way have in. To go with golf, probably. Yeah. You know, we'd probably Minnesota get all the bad golfers, but <laughs> well, you know, we'd lose. But our owner would get off his wallet and you know sign one of the big dogs. <laughs> yeah. But then he'd get hurt. Yeah. 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 You know, he'd play he'd half a round and then pull a hammy. Yeah. And, yeah. He'd probably you know have a seven stroke lead going into the last nine on Augusta and lose. Just being a Minnesota athlete. Yeah, Yeah, I guess I'd have to go with golf. I I think I'm going to join you there, Shep. I think just the, uh, you know, you watch the Ryder Cup stuff and you see all that kind of team stuff. You know, you can do so many things, scrambles. I I wish that they'd do some kind of scramble. Why wouldn't they? Yeah, watch these pro players just go scuba deep. Um but I, I think that there's just so many ways that you can you can play it with golf and yeah. the way that I love watching golf and the Ryder Cup and things like that and the match play stuff that they do, I, I would agree with Shep with golf. Yeah. That's probably I'd say that that'd be the one that would work out. Like obviously I was going over the logistics on all these. Like I don't think it'd be possible to have them no. work. It'd be <laughs> kinda cool if they did though, but Mace, what what would you go with? I kind of took a little different spin on this one. Uh, So I was thinking UFC, except you have two people from a team fighting at the same time. And then they fight two people on the other team, and then the winners of those fight each other, unless it's the same team. Okay, well. So then you're kind of doing two fights in one match. Yeah, I would love to get some gladiator ring going nowadays. (laughs) Just toss a bunch of psychos in a ring and (laughs) see you standing at the end of it. WWF style. (laughs) Welcome to the East Coast Hockey League. (laughs) No, we already have that. It's called the East Coast Hockey League. (laughs) All right, next one. Um, I I chose this one because I was just debating about like which sub shop to go to but there's so many choices for sandwich shops around you know these franchises that you can go to um what's your top three 
friend, like your your top three sandwich stops um, that you could make out of all these options. You know, you got you got Jimmy John's, Jersey Mike's, Subway, Potbelly, Firehouse, Urban Gerber, Zupas, Quiznos, Witch Witch. Um, I'm a I'm a frequent visitor to like sub shops. That's why I, I did this one. I don't know if you guys. I are. love this question. Yeah, do you guys? You know, <laughs> Shep, do you do you get out and get yourself a sub from one of these places yeah, every once in a while? Yeah, or? I'm I'm off the board for what you have on there, but yeah, yeah. Oh, you you got uh, some different. I got a local one in Inver Grove. It's a place called Toritos. Okay, which is, in my opinion, it's untouchable. Untouchable. There's, oh, it's, it's we not even to... <laughs> close to the other ones. Is it okay? So, what kind of sandwich are you? Getting? Is it? It's. it's uh, a... I get their their super, which is the mixed cold cut kind of thing oh, or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, they used to have one in a bar I played ball four years ago, and now they got the one in Inver Grove. And oh man, it's it's good, phenomenal. My kid, yeah. my boy had it for his graduation party. Had the subs. Oh, yeah. I'm there probably once every week or two. That's the, awesome. the place is off the charts. I'm gonna have to try that. Yeah, out. we're gonna we're gonna have I to love get getting details. Recommendations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I can give an easy way to get there. It's right across the street from the King of Diamonds. If you've ever heard of that. Okay. Yeah. I'm. A, I don't get out to the east the east side of the cities much because I do live on the west side. But um, there are some good food stops over on the east side that I do travel to. Um, I'll go to the Nook. St. Paul. Oh, oh yeah. Have you oh, ever yeah. been there? Oh, Those, yeah. The oh, wings yeah. and burgers there are yeah. just really insane. And mm. you go downstairs in this place, and they got a bowling alley. There's no, there's no screens, <laughs> so you got to keep your own score. Oh, that's unreal. <laughs> it's unreal. Be- it's unreal because like you know you're having beers down there, and like people are talking, you know, mid bowling round. Well, if if the person who's up is like going to get a beer, like talking to someone. And you're like sitting there bored. You can just rip it, rip the ball down the lane because it's not counting anyone's score. Like it's not you're not out of turns. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's great. I like I like I'm a huge bowler. I have my own uh, ball and shoes. Oh, so I oh, I, I like nice. keeping score and everything. Like, I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to that. You know, I I like things. I like darts. Oh, I like yeah. bowling. Oh, I yeah. I like these. Weird, odd games, but they're my favorite. Yeah, and you know what? You know what's the most underrated part about this? And I'll have to ask your guys' opinion on on when this happens. But when you go into this basement, no service, nothing. Can't get text. Can't get a call. There's just no service down there. Which, you know, at the time you're like, God, no, no, I don't have any service. But it's honestly, I think it's a plus. It's no one's on their phones then. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, you almost wish like each bar you'd go to just no <laughs> service. Sorry. The only time you talk to people is in between bars. If you're changing, yeah, you're going yeah. to the bar, and these are the people you're going with. If you got to send a text, you got to step outside yep. and get the service back. Yep. Yeah. Nobody asking you when you're coming home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no service. Uh, no service. <laughs> I tell you, it doesn't work. Yeah. I tried it. Yes. I had no service at that bar. I swear to God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Pop it on airplane mode. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know how that happened. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Ols, what, what what would you go with? Top I'm going- three. I'm going, do I have to have them ordered? No. Okay, no, just, just my top three. Yep. Jersey Mike's. Yep. Um, that Chipotle cheesesteak is something else. 
I kept that place in business in Orlando. Are you, are you going giant where it's like you can get regular, small, and then the giant is just too regular? I just I get the regular, yeah. but there have been some hung Sundays where it's been a giant kind of day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got an empty pit as a stomach? Yep. <laughs> um, so Jersey Mike's is up there. Um, I'm going to go Jimmy John's. Um, <clears throat> no particular reason. I just love the Italian nightclub, and I yep. love their chips. Yep. So I'm going with that. Add add the Jimmy Peppers on that one. 100%. That's the order. Yep. Number nine. Put some hot peppers on that. Yeah. Too, well, thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's up there, too. And then um, this one's tough for me, but I'm going to go Herbert's and Gerbert's. Yep. Because of the guts and the soup. We're we're right on line. I you know we think the same in this in this category. I think because they give you they're the only place that gives you those guts. You know, oh, they, rip that shit out of my Herbert, sandwich yeah. and then feed it to me. Herbert, <laughs> yeah. Herbert and Gerbert takes like a loaf of a loaf of bread. They cut it in half and then they kind of gut the thing. It's so like <laughs> yeah. there's not as much bread inside, so like it is a little easier to eat. But then they also still give you that bread on top, and you're like, oh, thanks. Yeah, I'm gonna dip that in my soup for sure. <laughs> yeah. That's genius. <laughs> uh, Mace, what are, what are you going with here? Um, number one, I'm going Witch Witch just because that's probably the one I had the most growing up. It was like right down the street from me. Number two, kind of a sleeper. I'm going with Scotty's and Grand Forks. Their grinder is super good. Wow. Oh, yeah. I really like it. And then number three, I'm going Jimmy John's. But I'm coming in with an honorable mention. It's not a sandwich shop, but you can make a sandwich. You go to Raisin Cane's, you take two pieces of Texas toast, throw your cane strips on there, throw some sauce on there, oh. and if you're feeling risky, throw some fries on it. But that is There's nothing better sandwich. than a good old chicken strip sandwich. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, it's, until you try it, it's, it's unreal. I will say I have not had Raisin Cane's in my lifetime, and I heard what? that's a, I heard no it's a sin. Way. I heard it's a sin. You've never had raisin canes? <laughs> nope. You gotta try it. Never had it. Oh, so you. good. You haven't had it either. I my kids obviously all the time, but yeah. no thanks. <laughs> You're not a chicken strip guy. Chicken strips and a piece <laughs> of bread. <laughs> <laughs> and there's lines. Yeah, oh, you know, it's big. Old big. Lines. It's like, like yeah. It's like have you seen those Portillos places? The big Chicago Italian oh, yeah. beef. Yeah. There's always just lines out the ass out of those places. For a chicken like, strip. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, yeah. With a piece of bread. <laughs> if I could get just the sauce, I'd probably go through line, yeah, but oh, the yeah. chicken and the bread, no thanks. <laughs> okay. Um yeah, I'm gonna go Jersey Mike's on mine for sure. Um you know, give me Mike's way. Little 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 oil. Yeah. Little Italian seasoning, how you doing? Um then I'm going to go Zupas, and then I'm going to go Potbelly. I like Potbelly. Really? You're not a fan. Uh, you know. You have the milkshakes there, though. Like, they make some When good... you go to Potbelly, I like it better than if it's delivered. Oh, because it gets, what, soggy Yeah, and stuff? it's just not very good. <laughs> yeah. You know, I like. Are you guys, this is a good question, too. Do you guys like using the apps and ordering Chipotle and picking it up? Or do yeah. you like going into the Chipotle and eating at Chipotle? I like eating at the store. I I like going and eating at the yes, stores. Yes, yes. I feel like delivery, it's always... 
I always get pissed at when I go to Chipotle for lunch and they're like, yeah, it's online order only. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I, there's like eight workers back there. I'm standing right here. Like it takes you like two, it takes you two seconds. To just, are you kidding me? Like, no, I don't have the app. Just help. Just do that. <laughs> um, okay. Well, now I put this one on here because Shep, Shep knows a lot of coaches. Top four coaches. It can be any. It can be football. It can be your, just your favorite four coaches. Um, now, obviously, we're all hockey based, so a lot of them are going to be hockey. Mine will probably all be hockey, but um, I think this is kind of an interesting one because you can choose anyone from youth sports to, however, someone you watched. You know, it could be an old wild coach or anyone. So. Um, Top four coaches, which is really tough because, you know, I've I've had many of great coaches, so I don't want to leave one of them out. Yeah. But, um, just just know if you're listening to this and you were a coach of mine and you don't make the list, I just kind of forgot about you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to hear Shep's uh, top I four. That's I, like or dislike? It could be your top four of yeah, any category no, yeah. that you want. It's you can however go you want to. However you want to put it in there. You <laughs> yeah. know. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, um, I'll start us off. So, one of my favorite coaches was. Uh, his his name is Tim Gregwire. He's gone now, but he was uh, he used to be my coach growing up. Um, really good, really really close with his family, his sister and brother, his daughter and, and son, um, back in East Grand Forks. But he just like he always he was just like the first coach that was real with me when I was a kid. You know, like told me how it was and you know was kind of a was kind of a dickhead you know when he would explain things like no you don't do this you do it this way and yeah that's kind of how i liked it and you know like some some coaches brush over things or like you know don't give it to you how it is well he did and and he even you know like would just teach me life things like we went out to eat one time and <laughs> and we all got steaks and i was like he taught me how to fucking cut a steak, you know, like, <laughs> he's like, no, like, you know, hold the, hold the steak knife soft and you just lightly, you know, you don't have to grind it, press it down. You just lightly go across it, you know, and he taught me that shit. It's just stuck with me. So that's why I got to go with him. Um, and then I'm going to go with, uh, Don Granado. He is my coach in Ann Arbor. Love the guy to death. I mean, he is just incredible. And, one of my one of my favorite things about coaches is is um, how the, how the whole team kind of makes fun of them the whole year. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> behind their back. Yeah, like everyone's kind of like really respects them, but there's always jokes about like what he's doing. So like one of Don's, <laughs> well, one thing Don. So it's Don Granado. So his email was Don G at usahockey.com. So it's Dong. <laughs> and US, so like you gotta get that changed like, you can't have your email be dong at usa you know but anyways he, he he was just a great coach and was like so hands-on and and would would just be so honest with each guy and and cared so much but he did so many funny things like you could tell he he cut his own hair so he had like a kind of a thin head of hair and um 
I remember one time we were in Muskegon and he, we're losing a game and and not playing very well and he's in he's in the locker room in between periods kind of yelling at us and and everyone kind of notices that he he missed a large spot of his head <laughs> so he's just got like a huge like chunk of hair that wasn't cut or shaved and obviously he had no idea so he's walking around the locker room like yelling at us and we're all like the fuck he's got a chunk of hair on his head you know like we're all laughing as he's yelling at us and then there's always like tape balls around the 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 floor of the ground and or the floor of the locker room and he would never like look down when he's walking around the locker room talking to us so like by the end of each one of his speeches he'd have like three tape balls stuck to his foot because he's just like stepping on them and just would keep walking so like we would always just like Oh, how many tape balls he can have on his foot by the end of this one? Yeah, Yeah. going over under shit. Um, But yeah, and then and then the next two, I'm just gonna have to shout out uh, Hackstall and Brad Berry. You know, two two North Dakota guys that uh, um, very kind of different coaches in a lot of ways, but but similar in in some. But um, I really respected both of them and enjoyed playing for them. So. Those would be my top four. I do have a couple honorable mentions um, to save after if you guys don't mention them. But and th- these ones will kind of be like pro sports teams that I, I like watching and like to coach. But Ols, you can start us off from here. You can go next. All right, mine will be quick. I'm gonna go with um, <clears throat> Patosha. He was my Bantam coach and now the high school coach in. Um, at Duluth East, he works with my brother now. My brother coaches the um, JV, and he's the head coach of, of the high school team now. Um, he just kind of, you know, kind of like you said, he just taught you how to be a man early. And, and you know, we, we call we call him Pitt. Um, and, like, still have his number, still text him to this day. Unreal guy. Love him. Yeah. Love him to death. Um, two, uh, Brett Larson. Uh, when I played oh. for him in in Sioux City. Oh yeah, I forgot he was your Sioux City coach. Yeah, he was he was just a guy that believed in me. You know, like yeah. it's different. You have coaches that you know you're going to work for yeah. and like trying to prove yourself. And Lars was kind of a guy that went out and got me. You know, he's the guy that traded for me. That's always nice. Yeah, yeah. and so um, we we've had a good relationship every time I've p- played against him and everything we say hi after the games and whatever. So just for the fact that he believed in me and, and wanted me on his team, I got to throw him in there. Um, I'm going to package those two guys you said together. Yeah. Um, obviously played under two different coaches at North Dakota hack. Um, I, I would probably say I preferred hacks coaching style because yeah. like you mentioned before, you know, he's straight to the point and that's kind of what I wanted. You know, I, yeah, if I'm, I'm not if I'm not good enough to be in the lineup that weekend, tell me. Yeah. You know, we've talked about that quite a bit on this show. And Yeah, uh, and there's there's some guys who really thrived under Hack and and some guys who are just much better under Yeah, Bubs. I agree. Um I would I yeah, I like both guys, you know, personally the same. They're they're just great guys. Um I would say Hack kind of plays to my game or coaches to my game a little more yeah. just the way I like to be coached with yep. these but everyone's different, right? So yeah, and to add to that, Bubs Bubs was actually I was his commit, you know, 
he was the one doing all the talking. Yeah. You know, Hack just had to give the approval stamp. So <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I'm pumped that I got that eventually. And, and Bubs was a great mentor and person to me. You know, he's I'm very close with his family still. And yeah. I just think he's a great human. But coaching style wise, I think yeah. my hockey career might have gone a different way. It might have gone a worse way with Hack. But I just like the way that he coached. Um, and fourth... This one's tough. I wanted to group those together because I wanted to be smart and. I'm going to cut you off here. I'm going to cut you off here just for a second. Um, the, the Kraken were in town playing the Wild, and I was watching the game and and, and they they scroll in the hack and he's on the bench and I'm like, oh goddamn, the guy still looks so sharp. Oh yeah, oh, you know, he's just looking so sharp all the time. <laughs> this fucking that that reminds me of is did you guys ever see the pictures of him? Uh, getting the Seattle Kraken job, and he has that big grizzly yeah, beard. Yeah, he's got like a goatee, too. <laughs> yeah. it's like, I'm like, weird? hack, no, I'm tweeting at hack. I'm like, dude, shave that shit off your face. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and that's kind of why I like the relationship with hack, too, is because hack was so stern and professional, yeah. and, you know, I'm the way that I am. Yeah. And so it was like my goal to try and like make this fucking guy laugh each day, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I'm doing stupid shit just cause I want to see him smile. You know, he'd always like, he'd always like give you the half grin. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's how you knew like you really got him. Yeah. It's like, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, for my final one, I'll, I'll add on to this, not necessarily his coaching style, but just another, um, belief kind of thing in me drake Berhowski down in uh yeah who actually they just separated with which is too bad uh they missed um the last couple of playoffs so he's uh searching for a job right now but he's uh he's just a guy again that took a chance on me out of college i didn't have hl nhl none of that stuff um and he believed in me and i ended up playing quite a few minutes for him so yeah that's always good yeah um and everyone knows even the coaches know you know you get hired to hired to be fired yeah that's the game yeah especially in your professional like there's you know i don't know you know what's going to happen with hack with the crack with the crack and then i mean and you're in the nhl it's just you're hired to be fired like you already know like i will be fired at some point even if i win a cup like the longest tenured coach in the nhl what is it like I mean, it switches every year, but yeah, like every year it's like Hack at one point with the Flyers was like the second or third most tenured coach in the NHL. Yeah. And he was there for like four years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a weird, it's a different world for sure. But uh, all right, Shep, let's hear it. <laughs> I've been thinking about this now. Um, I guess first one, I'll have to go a little old school. And I don't have anybody. I'm not going to call anybody I played for because obviously they didn't do much for my career. <laughs> so, <laughs> you can see what route my career went. It wasn't the plane, so they didn't do much for me, so I got none of them. Um, a little old school, I'd have to go probably Jeff Sauer was probably one of my all-time favorites. Uh, when he coached in Wisconsin, was a complete nut job to officials. <laughs> linesmen mainly. He just yelled at linesmen all the time. <laughs> Always, everything was offsides. If you got hit oh, by yeah. the puck, you get out of the way. And you're like, fuck, I got a bruise like this. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know, I didn't mean to get hit. Um, and then later on, when he became kind of a supervisor with the WCHA, gave a whole different kind of look for us. Yeah. How a coach looks at it. You know, don't yeah. stand there because that's where their power play is. And don't do this. So... 
learned a lot from him and he was fun yeah. and he loved Bud Light and pizza and he was just a real down to earth guy for being as important a guy in Wisconsin as he was. Yeah. He was just such a normal guy. So I'd have to say he's probably number one. Um, I got to go with Hack also just because we spoke the same language. Yeah. Um, I could say, I could speak how I speak. I swear a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he did too. And I think we had a mutual thing that I never benched him. Yeah. I never anything, you know, we had our F-bombs back and forth. And I loved getting the stare. Yeah. And just yeah. across the ice, you know, and yeah. the stare would get more intense. And then I was just thinking, God, if you ever caught me, you'd tear me limb for limb. You know? yeah. And then you got Jackson right next to him who wants to kill me also. And it's like, oh, yeah. Those two guys get a hold of you, and I'm freaking dead. Holy oh, yeah. Shit. We always used to laugh when those guys were behind the bench because it was like, well, if our coaches get in a fight, I think we're winning. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's some big, yeah. And then when Brad, oh, that's some big boys there. Yeah. Yeah. But I like Tack just because I, didn't have to and back then you didn't have to as much really watch what you say but he yeah. could say what he wanted and i said exactly what i wanted to. yeah um troy judding down in mankato yep was a pain in the rear like nobody's business but i loved him yeah he yeah. yelled and yelled and you know he's yelling about you know <laughs> captains would come over and say just don't bench him and shake your head like i'm talking <laughs> okay because they didn't know what he was yelling about either <laughs> But he just screamed all the time, but it was kind of entertaining because you yeah, make yeah. fun of him at a face off. You know, what the hell is he yelling about? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. They're losing by seven. I don't know what he's mad about. Yeah. But after the game, you could go have a beer with him, and he didn't talk about anything that happened. Yeah. You know, yeah. He was he was fun. Um, and another good favorite, uh, Shyak, who's the assistant at St. Cloud now. Okay. Was up at Anchorage. Yeah. You know, was in a tough spot up in Anchorage back in those days. They competed hard, but... Dave was always just a real straightforward kind of fun guy. Yeah. You know, now he, he messes with young guys when he coaches defense for St. Cloud. He, he throws guys out when the refs already got their arms up and yeah. you can't do that. Oh, I can't do that. You know, and just act stupid. Everybody <laughs> <You know? laughs> knows him, knows what he's doing, but he just, he kind of, to me, he kind of coaches the right way and it compliments off of, off of Lars. Yeah. You know, they're kind of the same people. And I and one more, I guess I can't forget is probably Sandy up at Duluth. Yeah, Sandy to me is probably one of the all-time classics. Yeah, you know, as a supervisor, you go in and meet with them before the games, and uh, fucking referees every goddamn week they suck. You know, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and you know, I'm not, I can't say yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, yeah, okay, we'll work on that and that. And, you know, yeah. he talks for a big guy. He talks so soft. Yeah, you know, and you're sitting there. Yeah, I don't know what he's saying, but Sandy's always been a real classy guy to kind of deal with. Yeah, I I can imagine the the run-ins you've had with coaches because obviously it's you say like uh, they you know they always suck. Well, like that's in everyone's like has a ref ever been good to anyone? You know, like has anyone ever said like oh this guy's just. Yeah. The refs are incredible tonight. Like everyone's compl- either one side's complaining or the other one's happy. Fifty yeah. percent right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's why high five each other after the game. Yeah, good job, you suck. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Um, Mace, do you, ha- do you have any coaches in mind from your? You know, anyone you watched or coached you? So I got a list of four. Number one, it's got to be Jacques Lemaire. 90% of that's the wild coach I watched when I was young. 
and his accent just made me laugh every single time in the post game. Yeah. Oh, the boys, they played hard. <laughs> every single time. That's all that he said. Uh, number two, got to be Mike Yo. Not because of his coaching, but just because uh, I'm friends with him and he's yeah. my family friend and he's a fun guy. That's sweet. Number three, my dad learned a lot from him. Love uh, that. He taught me a lot about hockey and how to play the game well. And then number four, the fans aren't gonna like this, but Don Lucia. Yeah. I grew up watching the Gophers a lot. I always liked the Sioux, but I grew up a Gopher <laughs> fan, so I bet I kink I'm, in my neck. Yeah, yeah. 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 Shep's got some stories. <laughs> yeah. Down, yeah. Probably. My neck hurt right there. <laughs> I'm sweating now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right. my fourth. Yeah, that's I good. I love it. I like that. The 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 dad throw in there is good. Yeah, the dad's always always a good coach. Probably yeah. probably the best to It should it should be that way, you yeah. know. Yeah. I'd say yeah, I mean now that we're now I'm thinking about it, my dad's <laughs> probably the best coach I've had, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Just throughout life, but um, we all have to re-vote now. He, yeah, right. He brought us yeah. down on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit, my dad. Yep. <laughs> Shout out to my dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get into Shep's career. Um, so Shep, you're you know you're a young kid. You're you're a defenseman for Henry Sibley. Um, I'm reading this article on you before this, and the final straw was you're playing juniors. So you get a cross check to the face, lose some teeth. No call, and you're like, ah, fuck it, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> well, a little more to that, but that that was part of it. I, I played a handful of games down Sioux City, and then I came back here and played Junior B and got all my teeth knocked out. Tried to play a little bit after that, but then I visited Hamlin, um, Stout, a couple other ones, and they kept asking for my transcript. And I didn't want to show them my transcript. Because <laughs> so, as soon as they saw my transcript, I wasn't going to be invited back. Yeah, yeah. So then I decided the working world was more kind of my my style. Um, I had started reffing when I was like 14 years old, just to kind of make some cash. Yeah, for sure. And, and your dad, um, your father's probably the it. biggest... Probably the biggest refing name there is in college hockey, I think. Like he's definitely up there um, with the WCHA, and he's is he still doing something? He does the, the women's WCHA still. Yeah. He just can't get out. You know? Yeah, that's awesome though. I mean, yeah. that's obviously kind of how you got into it, right? Like, yeah, I was. You know, I think kind of the same way what I did to my kids. He started me when I was fourteen, fifteen. It was you know when you have. You play sports, you can't really have a job. Yeah. So I started refing just to go up to West St. Paul Rink on a Saturday and do four or five games and make a hundred bucks. Yeah. yeah. You know, you practice high school practice, you stay after and do a squared A game after and get 40, 50 bucks, whatever it was then. And yeah. So I just did it just kind of to make some money. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's not, so, it's something people don't think about is refereeing and, and even umpiring and, and f- throughout all sports, you know, like I saw, <clears throat> I saw a, a tweet the other day, um, there's a bunch of baseball games down south being canceled because they can't find umpires. Yep. And, you know, it's, it's, it's obviously a direct result of, you know, who the fuck wants to be an umpire when you, you got parents following you out to your car after the game. Yeah. Like, <laughs> This is a, you know, we're, I'm reffing some 12-year-olds and parents are wanting to f- 
follow me to my house and kill me because I <laughs> called a strike. Like, yeah. You gotta be kidding me. But, um, yeah, I mean, you definitely, every, every sport needs refs and, and it's not like, it's not a glamorous job. Like we're talking about like you're 50% right and 50% wrong. And, um, I thought I was always right myself, but yeah, yeah. sometimes you have to have that mentality though, right? <laughs> it is what it is. You see what you saw. That's so, about it. so he brought up, you know, the umpires and games being canceled because of how, you know, parents treat these people. Did you, did you ever experience anything crazy in your young days? Not, not that I can really remember. I don't, I don't remember ever anything being, I mean, yelled at, of course, but yeah. nobody following me or, you know, in the college had some messages on phones of, in the hotel of how they want to kill me and stuff. But when I was young, <laughs> nothing, I don't remember anything like that ever happening to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's fuck. I mean, I understand people's passion for sports and shit like yeah. that, but Come on, man. Yeah, my daughter. That's why my daughter refereed, and she quit. She was doing like an eighth place game in Egan, last place, and I wouldn't let her ref unless my dad or I were there. Yeah, just because of the way things were going. And she was, I think, sixteen, and I was out of town. Ref, I'm like, yeah, go do the game. And a guy came in the locker room after, and she was like a fifteen, sixteen year old girl, and wanted a piece of her for an eighth place game that she didn't call a trip or something. So luckily, somebody at the rink knows me and stepped in. But after that, she's like, I ain't doing this crap. This ain't worth it. Yeah. That's fucking wild. Uh, but yeah. I don't remember ever having anything like that happen. That's, yeah, well, that's good. Yeah. I was going to say, I maybe, you know, I don't want to get too political on it, but <clears throat> there are things happening in this world where people are out, you know, more outspoken and things yeah. like that and say what's on your mind. And unfortunately, I think that comes with, some bad stuff too, you know. Obviously, oh, yeah. there are some good things that come out, but people just. Oh, well, it's fine if you, you know. You know, it's fine if you leave it on Twitter or on social media. Who gives a shit? Then? Yeah, because like, everyone's throwing stuff out there then. But it's like <laughs> when you're actually doing so, you're taking action in person. It's yeah. Like, All right, that's a little too much. We're playing a, a game here. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck. Um, okay, so you're 21 years old when you ref your first college game in St. Cloud. What what kind of brought you to this point? Now, obviously, your dad's you know well known ref, so you have you have his name behind your back. But um, you know, what are you thinking going into your first <laughs> ref in your first college game? Like, there's got to, I'm I'm trying to imagine myself playing my first college game as a player. I'm thinking I'm I'd be more nervous being a ref. <laughs> oh, 100 percent. It's not a necessarily a team aspect, right? That's it's you versus the teams together <laughs> yeah. in this big crowd. You know, I'm sure that place was stuffed, yeah, loud. Oh, yeah. The only thing, I had worked a couple years in the USHL yeah. as a ref. And my first game, my first three years in the WCHA, I was a linesman. Yeah. So not as much pressure as far as being the ref. But, yeah, I was shitting tax. <laughs> yeah. I, was with, I was with, you know, Buzz Christensen, who was a veteran, old, you know, had a big name then and, and yeah. And obviously if I didn't do something good, there was going to be one person that heard about it and yeah. it was going to be my dad. So there was a <laughs> lot of pressure on it, but I don't know. I guess I always just thought every time I stepped on the ice, I think a lot like, you know, you guys playing, it just was what it was. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I got very nervous before games. I, it was very well known amongst other referees. I used to throw up before games a lot. Yeah. I'd get real nervous that I didn't want to screw it up. Yeah. But once you got out there, it was like, 
Fine. It was the game. Get yeah. In, you get into the yep. flow. That was it. Yeah, it's like getting your first shift out of the way. It's yeah. Like once you get that first one in, you're like, all right, I feel good. But that first one's nerve-wracking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so you... I read. I'm reading about you on online, just doing some research, and you happen to your first shift. You're refing. You happen to trip. I was skating backwards and wiped out pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so in the ref in the ref room, like, is there's got to be some like there's got to be some games being played here. Like, if someone if you fall, like, there's there's you know a consequence or like, any any time f- you go to a game. Yeah. If you look around a rink, you'll notice who referees are in game because the ref goes down, the first round's on him. Okay, that's Anytime the rule. Anytime you fall, that's, and that's whether for, you yeah. wipe me out, yeah. that's me going down, that's happened you know, two, three times in a game gets oh, yeah. pretty bad. But that's a rule amongst any good referee is if you go down, that's a round. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and depending on what rink and how big a mouth you get to people, that means gold judges come out. That means the guy announcing might come out. <laughs> yeah. That means guys that open the penalty box might come out. Yeah. So, so, so when you're refing a game and you see one of your your one of the guys on the crew fall down after the game, are you buzzing around the rink like, "Hey, let's go! Yeah. Oh, we're going to this spot." You know, like you guys are coming. You know, so on, first yeah, rounds yeah. on him. First rounds on him. We don't let, especially you know, some guys like to think that that's died over time, but. The older guys make sure they don't forget that that's still a rule. Yeah. yeah. And that is being bought and that is being put on your tab, not on the group tab. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. you're buying that one. You're going to own up to it. <laughs> I love that. You will see if you watch, you know, depending on who the refs are, there's times where I may have skated across the ice to another linesman. <laughs> he went down, you owe, you know, while plays going on, just to make sure yeah. that they remember that they owe. <laughs> but it's, it's always a. A little thing refs have is you go down, it's around. I love that. Yeah, I knew there was got there's got to be something for that. Like, and it's like there's not there's nothing really like that. And I feel like there should be something for warm ups for players. Like if you go down in warm ups, there should be some consequence for that. <laughs> well, in pro, I think you had to you know throw twenty five bucks. Yeah, the, you throw it on the board. Yeah, yeah. You don't really do that in college. No, should have. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, where you what's it what's it called when you throw it on the board? What's the actual term? Um, that you're throwing money on. So like when you're playing pro for the listeners, when you're when you go to pro, people put money, whatever amount it is. You know, like if you're playing in the NHL, they're they're putting down thousands of dollars on the board, and it's it's for a party fund or or it, it goes towards the team. But if you win the game, each guy who put money on the board. They give that money to the team pot. Yes. But you only get it if you win. Yes. So kind of a little tangent, but obviously, you know, like if I would only throw money on the board, you know, if I thought we might lose the game. Yeah. So <laughs> I didn't have to put it in. You know? Oh, you don't think I, I care? Did you put money on the board? <laughs> I wanted to win. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of guys would do that too. If if they had, you know, 50 career points yeah. or they had 49 and they were playing for their 50th point or their 50th career game or whatever. They'd throw fifty bucks up on the board. You know, the coast is a little different. It's it's yeah, cheaper in the, in than the NHL, other. You're throwing five <laughs> yeah. grand on the board. Yeah. The coast are throwing twenty bucks. Yeah, and that's like a chunk of change out of your out of your check. It's oh, like yeah. oh, yeah, that's like two practices. Yeah. yeah, you see how much we get paid. We just offer it by a round. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> so Shep, you're you're 
you riffed 23 years or you've been in the game uh the, this year was like i think this year was my 29th or 30th with supervising in it included supervise yeah. supervising included okay yep. um <clears throat> so during when you're refing, obviously it's not your full-time gig so you're you're working a job so what are you doing what was your job while you're refing when you started out and how did you make it work I've been at XL Energy um, for almost 30 years now. Started in, get in construction, out digging holes. Um, I told you what my education was. So yeah. was in the ditches back in the day. And back then, a lot of uh, vacation days, a lot of sick days, a lot yeah. of stuff like that. Um, I switched jobs probably 10 years into it, and I went into locating where you see the guy throwing the flags in the yep. in the ground. Yep. I did that for a long time and ended up getting a shift that was uh, a six to four Monday through Thursday. So I didn't have to burn up ah, all my vacation and stuff. So yeah. only had to take vacation going to Houghton or Anchorage or something like that, but had my Fridays off. Um, and then my career, when my career ended, I took a different job, which now I went inside and I'm in our uh, dispatch office. Nice. So yeah, so you're taking PTO get, PTO days to get to those Friday games. A lot of a lot of vacation those. early on, yeah. <laughs> and when you're doing this, like, do you have, you know, did you have a family this whole time? Or yeah, I've start? been I've been married. Uh, holy Christ, uh, I should say this right. Twenty seven years, I think. <laughs> I got a twenty four year old and a twenty three year old. Um, we were dating when I was in the USHL. Married right when I went into college. Yeah. Um, I ever tell everybody we were engaged for three years. I played seven nights a week of fast pitch softball, and back then refereed high school, Division three, USHL, college, youth, you name it, and I refereed all the time. And we were engaged for three years because I wasn't getting divorced. Yeah. She had to figure out what my gig was. Yeah. yeah. So she figured out what the gig was and put up with it. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say she's got to be somewhat of a saint. Because... Doesn't like hockey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially now. She's tired of hockey. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's all right. That's all right. You need a strong woman back there. She so uh, she only came to one game every year, and that was the championship game of the Final Five. Okay. Because she'd sit up in the suite, and she'd get drunk during the game. Yeah. And didn't know if I was refing the game or not. Yeah, hey, that's all right. For the free beer, and yeah. that was it. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. That was yeah. like her end of the year party. She got free beer in the suite. And, yeah, and she's just pumped. It's, yeah. it's coming to an end. She's got you on the weekends again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. She's the one that I just got done. I'm done completely now. Yeah. And it's mainly because I took another job that uh, – I work night and day shifts, and they go into weekends, and I don't. I only have maybe one or two weekends off a month, and she said that's it. The yeah. kids are gone. Gone. We're gonna start doing things. And I'm. You sure? Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you next January, or February if she thinks the same. Maybe I'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> I might be on my knees back to Donnie Adams. And say, can I come back, please? Yeah. You might be Tom Bradying it. Like, yeah. Not, not by his choice. But he's like, yeah, my wife's making me. Come back. <laughs> she wants me the hell out of the house. Yeah. If you got any weeknight games? I can take them too. Yeah. <laughs> I I, I got to speak on the on the fast pitch bit because my dad played for many many really? many years many years yeah. um they had a team <clears throat> so he ran Stuart taylor printing up in duluth oh, sure and they had a full team and they'd go travel around were yeah. you part of the the traveling we too played and in texas we played in california yeah. and canada and illinois yeah we played all over the place yeah he's uh he lives and dies by it still talks about those stories and oh, and we used it, to have a blast they, they, they were so passionate about it yeah. like the way he, 
he, you know, it was my him, my uncles, uh, the guys that, that that they worked with and whatever, and they were bringing guys on to like be part of their team, and they'd travel and do national championships yep, and all this sure. stuff. And they're just like diehard fans of it. So I was curious. If- oh, it was, that was, we'd play Monday nights at Dunning in St. Paul, Tuesday nights at Palace in St. Paul, Wednesdays in West St. Paul, Thursdays at Dunning. And then you go to Rice Lake on the weekend or go to Eau Claire or go to, we'd play down College Station, Texas and Sacramento. We played once and that's oh crazy. God, we used to play all the time. And My kids were raised on ball fields. Yeah. yeah. And that's fast pitch. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So who's like, how do you, as a guy, cause we're always pitch an overhand how do you learn how to pitch There's the guys ball? that do it and they're really, really good, good at it yeah really good at it and it's, it's one thing they always said because you didn't need a lot of them because the underhand is better for your shoulders yeah so the guys could throw like all day long yeah and not i mean wesley paul we had a guy smoky and i i thought he was a hundred but he had to be in his 60s 70s and he's still out there throwing and yeah yeah, there was a lot. Of, it was there was a lot of big games. A lot of West St. Paul and St. Paul had a lot of fast pitch softball. That's sweet. What, what happens when you like you get beat? Did you ever get beamed by a ball? Or oh like, yeah, yeah, once in a while. And there was guys when when the higher you got, we got into playing this major stuff or whatever a ball and stuff. And there's guys that you know were clocked at 80, 90, 100 miles an hour from much closer. Really? But oh yeah. The good guys didn't hitch unless they wanted to. Yeah. So the good guys knew what they were doing. <laughs> it's got to be a little easier to control the ball underhanded than... You the difference is they can make it go up. Too, yeah. Which was always... That was hard for a baseball player. Yeah. Baseball players struggle because the ball went up. My brother was an incredible baseball player. So whenever he played, everybody's, you know, throwing something up, 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 trying to get him to chase That it. would be hard for me. I've never seen something coming up. Like, you always see it coming down. They put so much funk on that ball, oh, too. Yeah. They can, oh, yeah. yeah. It's it's a pretty cool sport. It was I, a great game. Yeah. I think it's died a bit around it, here. Yeah. But it was a, we had a lot of fun. We were all, our whole team was all friends from high school. Yeah. All a couple guys older, and we turned out being good. And, yeah, it was, a, we used to have a lot of fun. Yeah, I hear the the stories, and I'm just like, Probably that's knows, yeah. th- that's exactly what hockey is to yeah, us, right? Yeah. You're playing with your buddies, and you're doing it every single day, and you're having a blast. Except you guys probably get done playing a game go instantly to the bar parking lot usually to yeah, start yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah then you had to go to your sponsor yeah. so then you'd end up at the bar and uh, get home and then you try and wake up the next day and you go do it all over yeah. again <laughs> yeah my dad tells you those stories and i'm like fuck you guys lived a life no, the feeling so- you have right now from just getting from nashville at four in the morning yeah that was every day <laughs> to get up and go to work <laughs> Oh, do I respect that? (laughs) That's being a man in the morning right there. (laughs) Okay, we'll get back into hockey a little bit here. Um, So 23 years in the – sorry, called 17 of the final 23 Minnesota-North Dakota games. So obviously you were the one. How does that happen? How do they choose which games you're going to ref? And obviously you were – you were the designated ref for those games. Yeah, I my, I don't know if I ever really knew my dad's science to it, but when you look back, there was kind of guys had their series. Yeah, North Dakota, Minnesota was mine. Um, Donnie and Walsh was usually like Duluth yep. in Minnesota. Uh, my brother and Todd were kind of the maybe Wisconsin, um, somebody else like that. But for some reason, I just got. I didn't even know it at the time, I guess. I never even paid attention that I had. Yeah. Schlosh, I think, had called that out when we had talked when I was retiring that I had done those ma- that many in a row. Yeah. And But it just always seemed like that was my series for some reason. 
That's sweet. So what, I mean, what are your thoughts on that series? Like that's a, as a ref, it's gotta be, if not the most, the toughest series to call in all of college hockey. I mean, it was the pinnacle as far yeah. as I was concerned. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean there's, there's especially nothing, there. Yeah. And there's nothing like that with those, you know, either you're at the Mariucci or the Ralph and there's, there's really nothing like those two rinks going at it in anywhere else in college hockey. So it's gotta be no. just, I mean, what, like, what's it like refing those games and in, in, in who hates you worst, worst, like Minnesota fans, North Dakota fans. That's funny. You bring that up. My daughter just said last night we were talking about, I'm known for some reason, my daughter's a teacher now and they'll, it'll, she'll go out to the bars and bring it up and you're, Oh, your shepherd sucks kid. <laughs> so my, my son has met somebody. Oh, your shepherd sucks kid. My wife works in surgery and there's <laughs> hockey players that are, uh, um, uh, medical sales guys yeah. now and she meets him and oh you might know my husband oh oh yeah shepherd sucks and <laughs> yeah and still the minnesota people still think that i screwed them yeah and i think north dakota people still think the same thing yeah i don't know if i purposely screwed anybody on purpose i mean yeah. there might have been things that can go right but yeah yeah my i work with guys you know that there's guys at work that wouldn't talk to me for weeks after that game because oh well, you you know you screwed over minnesota again i haven't done a game in God, it's been what fifteen, whatever years since the WCHA left, and they still think I screwed them. <laughs> so I, the Minnesota fans seemed angrier, yeah, than yeah. at me than the North Dakota ones did. They just outright just liked yelling at me, but yeah. not like I screwed them. They just wanted to yell at me. <laughs> yeah. But then I made some of my best friends up there. Yeah, for sure. No, I mean, and back in the day, nowadays you have two refs on the ice, so. Yeah. It, changes the game but when you when you started out there's only one right right yeah and and you guys were name you guys were wearing name bars in the back here <laughs> yeah. on the back of your jerseys <laughs> so you just got a target on you know you i can i know how hard it is with one ref just from being in the coast because you, you know go from college and ushl two refs and then go to the coast one ref and you're like he can't see everything. You yeah. Know, like you can't see anything, you know, like, cause you know what, you're in the coast. You kind of pick up on like, Oh, if the play's over there, I can absolutely whack this guy <laughs> in the back. You know, like the ref skating up the ice. Like I'm not going to get penalized if I two hand this guy over the back of the knee because he's not going to see it. <laughs> there was a lot of guessing in the one and two. Yeah. A lot of trying to look in the right spot and guess yeah. at the right time. And you know, and half the time you're winded. Oh yeah, skating, you know, Jesus, you skated a lot back then. Um, but yeah, a lot of guessing to it. But guys like you, you would get to know you. Yeah. And know that you're gonna hack a guy behind my back. So I <laughs> yeah, knew when so to you, turn my head. So you knew like if you were skating away, you're like, uh, this guy's behind me. I'm gonna take a look back there, see what he's doing. And you always knew <laughs> the guys. <laughs> yeah. Especially when a game got, you know, kinda a little iffy yeah. and yeah. you needed a penalty. Oh, he's coming out. Okay, yeah. well, well, right. now that we're on the subject, yep. you know, name a few of these. Do you have a few of these well, guys? In the mind? entire North Dakota roster for <laughs> twenty years. <laughs> you know, that was fairly easy. I, the funny thing is, I was thinking this when you called me. I just, I never really picked out names and numbers on people. I don't remember certain games. I don't remember years. I just kind of did it. Yeah. Because I enjoyed it. Yeah. You know, obviously. Uh, Talked to Finley a lot after hockey and during hockey. Yeah. He was always an easy one because he was a meathead, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep, he's out here. The game's goofy. Okay, we'll put our arm up. <laughs> you know, and you get the earlier days with the Commodores and the Greens oh, where, yeah. you know, even they weren't for college hockey. They took college hockey to a different level. Yeah. You know, so you let them do things and the game got crazy. And it's like, oh, you got a penalty. Okay. 
Yeah. yeah. They, don't, they figured they did something. I want to bring up, too, because um, obviously, you know, some hockey games, it's so dependent on the day. You know, I, I'm having trouble wording this question, but um, some days everything gets called. Some days you let the guys play. Like, what is yeah. there a determining factor? Yeah, that might discussion? be the guy. Yeah, might be the referee himself. Okay, I think I was kind of known for not calling a lot. Yeah, I think I let it go more than other guys did. Um, temperature of the game, you know, sometimes you get tired of just always having crap go on. Yeah, but I, I think more of it is who the referee is. Okay, I think I think you got to know. I think that's the one thing with the one and two, where if you knew I walked in, yeah. there was going to be this. If Donnie walked in, there was going to be this. If Mike Schmidt had walked in, yeah. there was going to be this. You kind of knew that everybody had their, and I think the coaches were smart enough to know that sure. this guy didn't do this. Where the one when the two man came in, for one, you couldn't hide. Yeah, you know, and then you kind of had two different personalities. My partner and I were completely different. Yeah. Um, but he was always had the backside, so it was easier. But I think it was always I don't think it's so much the day as it was who was working. Okay. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I wanted I wanted to bring it up because I know that a lot of fans and you know, people that watch hockey one night and they'll be like, Oh, this game's really competitive, you know, why are the refs always get into it? But it's the exact same game going on the next night. But and it looks the yeah. same. But from the ice, I mean you being playing, you know, there's a different temperature out yes. there. And there's a rule book. Yep. But the rule book is how is the game being played? If you're going to play, yeah. You know, if, if if North Dakota is playing, say then say, uh, or like a St. Cloud with when Bob was up there, yep. yeah, didn't take a lot of penalties. Yeah. They just didn't do anything, so that game dictated, yeah, less penalties. North Dakota and Minnesota played. There yep. was going to be probably more penalties than you'd see in a normal game. Yeah. You know, uh, Mankato always played kind of. Like that, they were being picked on all the time. They were the little Minnesota, so they always played on an edge. Yeah. So there was always going to be a little more penalties if you had Mankato and, and Minnesota. But I, I don't think, I just think the tone on the ice kind of sets it. Yeah. Of how it's being played, where I don't know if you're sitting in the crowd, you can really feel that. And that's that's why I wanted to bring it up, because, you know, most of these people that listen in are college ho- hockey fans. Yeah. And, and, you know, players understand it. We get it. We're like, all right, this game's getting a little out of hand, yeah. you know. I'm Why do you call it trip here? Yeah. I saw the trip. Yeah. I saw it. I yeah. just didn't call it because it's a really good game. Yeah. yeah. And it was yeah. in the neutral zone. It didn't affect anything. So why would I call it? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And that's that's exactly why I wanted to bring it up because it it, it 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 depends. Sometimes it's a great hockey game and the and the refs just don't want to be involved. But sometimes, like you say, the temperature's high, you know, rising. People are starting to get oh, a little yeah. antsy and it's like, all right, I gotta kinda and take control. If you control don't call of this. anything, you're like, it's yeah. gonna, it's <laughs> it's gonna be a slow. long night. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a very long night. And you're gonna have to answer some questions later when you're giving out a lot more penalties. Yeah. And yeah. now you're on four hours. And, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the temperature of the game, that's what I think most people that watch wouldn't quite get is with the temperature of yeah. the game. Yeah. How, yeah. Why, why in a, one game you call it triple and neutral zone, but five straight games you don't? Yeah. Because it had nothing to do with the play. Why would I call it? Yeah. I yeah. saw it, but who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yeah. That's fair. Or you, he, he slashed you four times. 
Now you just stuck him in the groin. Yeah. And everybody saw you stick him in the groin. I didn't call it because the little prick slashed you four times. I saw that. <laughs> yeah. You get your shot. There it is. I, I like that. It. Yeah, I, I like it. that. Yeah, I wanted to I wanted to get into uh so you're saying, you know, it's the temperature of the game. Well, there's gotta be certain players that you've refed that just you know like I've played with certain guys who are just pricks to the ref, you know, like one one I can he was saying the linesman always get picked on. Well, Tomer was always Keaton Thompson was always yelling at the linesman. It's fucking offsides. Are you kidding me? That's not a fucking icing. That's a penalty. And we're like Tomer, he's a fucking linesman. He doesn't call penalties. <laughs> he gets paid half as much and just does offsides and picks a fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I I wanted to like there's got to be you know I'm thinking of myself if I were refing like. There's got to be certain guys who give it to you a little more, and you're like inside your head, like, well, you know, you motherfucker. If I see you do something, you're, I'm giving you a fucking <laughs> yeah. penalty. You know, like, did you ever have any like vendettas against guys because they were just getting mouthy with you? And- it's funny. I think I remember his name. I gave out one ten minute misconduct in my entire career refing. I didn't believe in ten minutes misconduct. You could tell me to fuck off. Yeah, I'd tell you to fuck off. We were good. Yeah, that was just my style. You could say whatever you wanted, but I was gonna say whatever the hell I wanted back to you. Yeah. There was a kid at Wisconsin. His name was like like Zingerling. Oh yeah, Zingerly. Mark Zingerly. He was, he Only was ten I ever gave out in my career, and it was at the World Arena, and he was on the other side of the ice. I don't even know if he said anything. And I gave him a ten. <laughs> and I think it was, it was Eve's coach in there. And what did he say? I said, I have no idea, but his lips moved. I didn't like the way they moved. So I dimed him. <laughs> and it was just because he was always there. Oh yeah. You know, it's most freshmen kind of get underneath yeah, your skin yeah. and you gotta kind of teach them and get them going. And, yeah. you know, a lot of my stories always kind of seem to relate back to Minnesota, North Dakota, just because those were the more aggressive games. Yeah. But you had the, you know, the purpose, the guys coming in that had an attitude as freshmen, you had to kind of shut them up. Oh yeah. And then by their junior year, you're got your arm around them. And yeah. You yeah. can talk. And then For sure. if they give it to you, give it to you, but I'm going to give it back. That's why I, I really respect that. I always used to love the refs, you know, where like you could talk to them and say whatever you want and, and they'd give it back to you. It's like, it's almost like the black, it's like playing blackjack. Like I want to give it, I want to be fucking around with the dealer and they, yeah. they're giving it back to yeah. me. I don't want them taking it too serious. And there's some refs who are like, you can't say a word to yeah. them. And they're like, I'll tee you up right now. It's like, come on. Like yeah. we're, we're, we're in the middle of a game. We're all heated a little bit, you know, like, just fucking talk to me. It's part of the experience, part of the game. Um, the nice thing about hockey is usually it's just you hearing it. It's not the people. Yeah, exactly. It's not like baseball where everybody can yeah. – hockey, you can F-bomb me, whatever, say, uh, you know, whatever you want. I can say it back and people can see my mouth. Oh, yeah. But they don't know what I'm saying no. or what you're saying to me. Yeah. That's what I always saw. There, if you were going to make an ass out of me – yeah, we're yeah. gonna have a little different situation. I'm not gonna dime you, but I'll get you somewhere. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but if you're gonna if you're gonna just yell at me and tell me I suck, we'll go back and forth all day. That's for fine. Sure. Yeah, I like. That. <laughs> I just yeah, I mean, I've just experienced so many guys who just I, and I, I can't remember their names. I think who's Walsh? What's his Timmy first Walsh? Name? Timmy Walsh. <laughs> I think he was a guy who didn't like. I think Walsh was a guy who didn't like being anyone saying anything to him. And I was just like, it just, yeah, and it just frustrated me. I'm like, I, I want to fucking chirp this guy because yeah. it was a bad call, <laughs> but he's being a prick to me about it. Like, tell me not, you know, everyone's different in that sense. But I remember talking to Timmy um, off the sheet, and obviously, and you talk to the refs off the ice when you're walking in the rink or whatever, and you, you, 
they're just great guys, you know, like, yeah. having a good time, and then you get out there and you're motherfucking each it's, other. It's no, it's no different than your opponent, right? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They're you playing against the bar after. Yeah. Yeah. You see him in the bar after and your best buddies, but on that ice sheet, it's you versus the team versus the refs, and everybody's the motherfucking each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good. And you guys could let it out a lot more than a referee could. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for yeah sure. easily. There's a yeah. lot of guys I want to check. Yeah, no, I, I I used to love when the refs would check you back, you yeah. know, because you're a player, you kind of think, like, you're the only one allowed to say anything. Like, some guys are like, like you should have heard what the ref said back to me. It's like, well, you, what did you say to him? Yeah, <laughs> I know you said yeah. something, so <laughs> yeah. don't leave out half the story, you fucking idiot. There should be a lot more of that understanding going yeah. on. Yeah. It'd be a lot easier out there if yeah. you just go back and forth. Yeah. So... I wanted to get into so sh- every ref's different, like we're we're talking about. Shep, you're kind of more of a vocal ref. You'll talk to players, you'll talk to coaches. Whole time you're vocal, you're talking a lot on the ice. So Schloss wrote the article or whatever, and you got to keep your voice somehow. So your <laughs> so your strategy is to just munch down sticks of gum all game i'm Where very you... very superstitious yeah very so is that it's just it superstition. started early on and my number was three ever since i was a little kid i even got a referee with his head up his ass and the number three tattooed on my arm yeah so <laughs> that's how serious i'm about refing a guy with his head up his ass on my arm that i got on my honeymoon by the way <laughs> So I've had it for years, <laughs> but I was always big on three and you buy the two packs of gum and there was 10. Yeah. So I couldn't figure out how to do it early on. So I did three sticks every period and then one for warmups. Yeah. And I lined them up the same way on the bench every time. And if anybody in that room touched them, I'd kill them. Oh yeah. Like my night was going to be over. We were going to have fisticuffs. <laughs> one of us probably wasn't going on the ice. People would mess with it. I had a lot, a lot of superstitions. I had finger puppets in my pocket. Yeah. Uh, Sting and Lex Luger, little wrestler <laughs> finger puppets. But the gum was just something I started. My dad chewed gum, and I always thought it would help my yeah, you know, so I wouldn't dry keep up it, on my mouth. Wet. And, yeah, because I did talk all the time, so I did one, three, three, three every single game. That's awesome. So when would you TV timeout? You go grab a new stick or something? No, all three at the start of the period. Really? So you go three. So you go at the three same for a whole period. Big wad in yeah, there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was the, 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 what the hell was it? The Wrigley's uh, Spearmint. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a go good three, stick of gum. Roll, roll them up so it was about that big, you know, and throw her in. And, well, like the old days with Big Chaw almost with yeah, my gum. And yeah. then by the end of the period, I needed more. Yeah. And if it went to overtime, I was screwed. Yeah. So I'd have to keep a couple in my back pocket yeah. just in case yeah. it went to overtime because I had to have one. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so, it was always three pieces a period. So when you're going back into the, when you're going back into like the after period, you obviously go back to the locker room, sit down. Like, is there any any was there any times where like refs are mad at each other, have you know discrepancies? Like, you guys are kind of like, yeah, you know, what the fuck are you doing here? You know, what the, <laughs> what the hell? Are you yeah, doing? there's been discussions. I don't yeah. know if it's been the, you know, aggressive, but um, there's guys you don't overly gel with anyways yeah Yeah. um there's guys that would call something you didn't like i know i with marco and i you know worked every single game for years there was you know i think an occasion or two that why the hell did you 
call that. Yeah. My brother and I literally almost got into a fight up at Michigan Tech <laughs> on the ice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Over a penalty. Um, I can't believe they put two brothers reffing together. <laughs> and my dad was in the crowd, and yeah, he never did that one again. Because we were, we were almost nose-to-nose on the ice. Because he thought he had these penalties. He's calling him. I'm like, you got to get this guy. He's like, I fucking got it. I'm like, no, you got to get this guy. I got it. I'm like, all right, big shot. It's your fucking game, you know? And I went out and stood at center ice and just kind of pouted. I'm like, yeah. he thinks he knows what he's doing. And he's like half my size and half my experience, but whatever. <laughs> so then a guy gets tripped. And it was actually Minnesota up there. Gets tripped right in front of Minnesota's bench. And my brother's looking right at it. And Lucia's screaming and screaming. And the whistle goes. And my brother said, did you see it? I says, yeah. Why didn't you call it? I said, because your game, fucking big shot. You make the call. <laughs> and then he got so mad at me. <laughs> we had to drive that night to Rhinelander, and we didn't talk the whole time. And, you know, you can see my dad up front going, why did I do this? And, <laughs> it's like the, back in the old days, when it, picking, you, picking you guys up from school or whatever. The two kids are fighting uh, in the back. And the... It was very, very awkward. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's great awesome. I think I proved my point. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's I've never heard of any real, yeah, you know, conversations. Nothing ever aggressive that I've really ever heard of. Yeah, no, I mean, you're you're kind of working on the same team, yeah. so there's not, you know. But that's funny you bring up the brother thing. You know, like <laughs> my brother, I work with my brother now, and like we, it's it's funny because everyone thinks like. Ah, oh, these guys they hate each other, and it's like, no, it's just we're brothers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm literally not mad at him. Like 30 seconds after the fight's over, it's like <laughs> yeah. already forgotten. It's just normal. It's so true. You just motherfuck your brother for 30 oh, seconds, yeah. and then you give him a tap on the ass and say, "Oh, like one guy could do something," and I'd be like, "Just not say anything," and my brother will do it, and I'll just rip his ass. And it's like, <laughs> why are you being so hard on him? I don't know. I just fucking years built up. I I used to get fucking pissed at my brother and i'd sock him in the shoulder or something and he'd fucking rip one right back at it and i'd go crying to mom or dad <laughs> oh yeah and troy would just be like he fucking hit me first yeah. you know like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah those brother battles are great oh yeah my brother once put me in a headlock when i was i was sitting on a recliner playing xbox and he wanted to play the xbox and i was like oh, well i'm gonna finish this game and he puts me in a headlock, like from behind, and I'm like, okay, that's enough. That's, uh, and he, he he keeps holding me, and I'm almost out, and I'm like, he, I'm gonna fucking kill this guy. So I eventually get out of the headlock, and I try to punch him in the face. I turn around and try to punch him in the face, and I hit the wall and just put a huge hole in the wall. That <laughs> <laughs> was pretty. We we eventually. Like five minutes afterward, but we're friends again, and we're like posting up like a poster over the hole in the wall so our parents don't see it. And eventually, like three, two, three years later, the poster comes down. My my dad takes it down. He sends us a text like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> it's right in the middle of a bedroom hole in the wall. <laughs> um. So you mentioned Shep. You mentioned Marco. He is your partner. Mm-hmm. How does that? get the site like so when you're when you're a ref do you have the same partner the whole year so that in the wcha then yes the the nchc no donnie did not uh like partners did not support partners he supported more everybody could work with yep. anybody yep so he did that my dad was more on the partner thing so it was me and marco my brother and todd 
Donnie and Walsh, um, and then other guys mixed in there afterwards. But those were the just yeah. kind of partners, and we worked every pretty much every single game together would all year you, long. Would you say you liked? Would you prefer the partner method? I would prefer the partner. I think you know. I I don't know obviously, but I think it worked better with a partner. You know, you gain that chemistry it's like it's like holding in starman you know like yeah. why switch them up when they have that chemistry and they're building it all year long like it just works a little better but or deep defensive pairings you know it you, could suck for one guy you know like you get stuck i don't know the wrong guy. <laughs> yeah you just get stuck with the wrong guy and you're like god damn it i gotta ref the whole year with this guy i won't say names but there's people that are like are you no way i'm working him <laughs> yeah exactly so just give him the yeah, i can see donnie's way of it my just my personal thought i liked the partner because i knew what he was doing yeah he knew what i was doing i liked it also he lives in woodbury i'm in egan you know we went if we went to wisconsin he drove we went to Drive duluth i yeah. drove yeah we go to the airport you're traveling with somebody instead of always traveling by yourself yeah. um he played fast with softball too okay so we had things to talk about and things in common and and when you're in hotels with some guy that random guy you don't know yeah a little awkward when you're in your 30s 40s sitting in a hotel room some awkward guy <laughs> yeah new marco we had our thing we did our you know i get up at five o'clock every day no matter what i'd go down by the pool with the laptop or ipad he'd sit, sleep until 11 yeah until we went to lunch so we had our things but i liked partners just because on the ice i knew what, what he was going to do. Yeah. He knew what I was doing. He knew, he knew not to step on my toes on things. And I was probably going to step on his toes somewhere. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. we knew each other and how <laughs> we worked. No, I would, I think that's how I'd picture it. Too. Yeah. It'd just be a little easier that way. And do you, so does your dad set up the partners? Like, yes. does he pick yep. those? Yeah. And obviously, I mean, he's got to, there's got to be some strategic way. Like these guys will probably mesh better together. These guys will go. Better. Is it more personality or is it tenure? I think he tries a little more personality. Myself and this John Campion were linesman partners and then both became refs. And we worked the first year him and I worked some four man together. Um, I think my dad was too scared to put Campion and I together because we were a little out of control after the game. Yeah bars and things yeah, like that yeah, yeah. we did things that i still can't tell people about so i think it'd have been way too dangerous to have myself and john together yeah i didn't like marco as a person i was not happy i was signed with him he played for this fast pitch team and i thought he was the biggest crybaby and um why did you stick him with me and we turned out to be best friends yeah after you yeah know, we meshed everything out after a little while yeah and but a lot of it i think my dad thought personalities and then there was some location with it okay myself and and marco being here uh todd's in stillwater my brother's in west st paul walsh and donnie were both in denver so kind of the travel together thing okay yeah made, you know just kind of life a little easier on the road yeah yeah that makes sense yeah that would that would make it way better i think um okay so up next you're so throughout your time at least in schloss's article you were mic'd up three times throughout your career. <laughs> so they gave you a mic three times throughout your career. And and apparently after the first period, each time they're like, yeah, you know, Shep, we, we, we can't use a fucking thing you said because it can't be on air. Well, it's basically how you just talked. That's why <laughs> two, two of them were actual mics that they were going to get the sounds of the game. And yeah, I talked a lot and I swore a lot. Yeah. And guys swore at me. We, I mean, we yeah. talked about it. that's, that was just, the lingo that's how it works For so sure. 
they came down and said, nope, this, this ain't going to work. We, there's nothing we can take from it. <laughs> every word out of your mouth is fuck or this or that. Or, and every word out of their mouth. And there's just <laughs> great idea, but not for you. And then the, the one time they put, it was going to be the newest and greatest invention. They put mics in our, in each of our ears. And it was the referees and the linesmen. And then actually my dad too. Yeah. And you could like talk about plays. Well, it was a non-conference game in Mankato, and I decided to ask if we could find where the hot dog vendor was and who's selling beer and plays going on. And I'm like, I could really use a hot dog right now. I didn't eat today, and I was just kind of having that's fun why. with it. Yeah, yeah, but that's the shit you need. Yes. Like, why not release that stuff? It's oh, like, they were not yeah. happy. <laughs> he was not happy. Really? I was fucking around. He asked for the goddamn fucking hot dog guy during the play, and I'm like, well, I was hungry. I didn't eat before the game. I'm starving, and we were just having some fun with it. So that one got taken away, and we never did that again either. <laughs> See, that's the stuff I would love. That if I saw, if I saw the refs talking about this shit as they're yeah. pl- as they're calling well, a game, that think, shit's funny. Think about the fans. It's obviously not you know kid friendly if you're swearing, but it's like you know you get into the HBO twenty four seven. Yeah. Where they're, you know, the, you see the the actual interactions where, you know, you got the construction mouth on you. You're just dropping F-bombs left and right. That's real. You yeah. know, like that's what's actually going on. Yeah. That's what people want to see. And that's what's an interesting to watch. I think it'd be great for because you'd find out one that refs are like actually normal people. Normal just, guys. Yes. They didn't yeah. turn out to be hockey players. Yeah. yeah. So they figured to just keep skating you'd do this and get yelled at. And then you find out that, you know, you talk to people. I, I mean, it's amazing people you think about who I talked to over the years. Yeah. Whether it be the the Oshis, the Tays, the Heatleys, the, yeah. some big time guys that used to have like conversations with on the ice. Oh, yeah. That for was sure. kind of cool, you know. Oh, that'd be great. And yeah, I mean, you ref that long in the WCHA. I mean, you're, you're reffing some big time players. Oh, and so some of the names. Some, and then to hear a hackstall and. My conversation over a penalty would be quite interesting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it would be it would be great. So like, I mean, we, I kind of you kind of always pick up when you're a player. Like, certain coaches have you know like hacks. One of hacks biggest biggest things I thought was the you know like he's just a scary fucking guy. Yeah, you know like, and we knew like the refs were gonna be like you know I'm kind of scared of him, so I'll. I'll given the benefit of the doubt, like were there any other coaches like that where like, did that have a, did, how much did that have to, to play into it? I'm sure there are some refs who are actually like, I'm not going to fuck with this ref. Cause I've seen in the coast, like we used to play Allen and in the coast, we'd play Allen in Texas and their coach was some ex fighter, huge, scary guy. <laughs> Freddie, his name was, and every time we'd play him, no penalties for Allen, <laughs> seven penalties for us. And it's like, I would be chirping the ref like, what do you think this guy's, this guy's not going to fucking kill you. <laughs> if you call a penalty, you're fucking scared of the fucking coach. He can't do anything to you or else you get fired. Why are you scared of him? He's not going to do anything. And you're like, I'm not scared of him. Yeah, you fucking are. These penalties are seven nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh but i i mean i always notice that about hack too is like refs come up and talk to me you can see their eyes you know like they they feel a little more confident going over to the other bench talking to the coach <laughs> but then when they come they, when they'd come to our bench they'd be like eyes wide open like oh, oh, oh 
yeah, I don't, I don't know what happened that play. Like, <laughs> and get the hell out of there. Yeah. yeah. I always thought it was fun looking in them eyes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There was nothing behind them. Yeah. No. yeah. It was just that Cujo, oh, boy. Yeah. But it was fun to get them to light up a little bit. Yeah. You know, just to excite <laughs> them just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, what? yeah, like your time refing, who was the scariest coach that you didn't want to deal with? When you were to call a penalty, or and they, they disagreed. Sandy was probably close. He does have that kind of stare. Yeah, he's a like, big dude. Yeah. Iron Ranger yeah. too. Hill. Yeah, yeah. He, he's yeah. got that yeah. look in his eye where you're like, I don't. Want you need a shovel <laughs> to take him down. Yeah. A baseball bat. Yeah. yeah. Sandy was one that that scared me a bit. I think there was there was a story from years ago. I made a in Denver made a terrible call against Duluth at the end of the game. I don't know why I called it. Whatever Duluth lost. You know, and at, at Denver, you went out with the coach, and so they could yell at you when you're going off and you don't want to be. He's waiting for me outside of it. They snuck us out a back door. Next morning, fly out. Who's on my plane? Well, Denver. <laughs> so I'm kind of over on the side with a hat on down because Sandy's going to kill me. Yeah. And and he, he probably is. He's huge. So I'm kind of hiding, and then all of a sudden you hear the Delta, would Derek Shepard come to the desk, please? And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> would you say my name <laughs> so i'm like sneaking around they're like uh, you got up to first class i'm like great can i board yeah go ahead so i go on and i get the window and i'm hiding and i can see him go by just kind of eyeballing the hell out of me oh my god we get to minneapolis so i get off i go down the steps i go i'm gonna get my bag i'm gonna get the hell out of there <laughs> yeah. i'm not getting killed at the airport by him and all of a sudden here i see them coming and i see sandy right in the front and he's walking and my bag's out there all of a sudden, my bag comes. I grabbed it, and I missed probably 15 stairs. I went right down with my bag airborne to the basement of Minneapolis just because I didn't want him to catch me. And I don't know if he remembers it or not. I never brought it up to him just because I don't want him to get mad that I probably did screw that penalty yeah. up years ago. But that he, he scared me a bit just because yeah. Hack would yell and scream. He could look at him, but Sandy would just kind of Yeah, he'd you. give you the look. Yeah, just that disgusted... I'm going to tear you apart. Like, yeah. yeah, it's not like I'm mad. I'm disappointed. Yeah. 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 And, and I'm so disappointed. I'm going to tear your head off. Yeah. And I could. Yeah, you could. Yep. So I didn't like talking to him. I never liked talking to him on the ice. What? He was, plus, he was never wrong. He was always right. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what, I knew he was wrong, but he never thought I was right ever. And you couldn't convince him of that. I think most of them I could kind of. Get him a little bit on my side, but uh, yeah, Sandy, yeah. Sandy's right. So, yeah. <laughs> so what happens when, I mean, has there ever come a time where, like, you do make a bad call and you're like, ah, that was a bad call, but I can't go back on what I called. I've done that probably a couple of dozen is times that, and is said it, it to some is, people. Is that the rule? Like, you can't go back on what you called. Like, have you ever no. called a penalty and you're like, ah, never mind, I raised my hand. It was like what happened with Ovi the other day. They called the, a penalty. Yeah. He, he hacked it. He kind of like looked like he tripped the guy or he got tripped. And the ref raised his hand and he's like, nope, nope, that wasn't it. I just fell on my own. And the ref's like, ah, never, never mind, take it back. No you, call. Did no you see that? Close. I didn't. Oh, didn't you see? Yeah, I he didn't was given the no. No. Yeah, he got really. He, it he looked just, like it looked like he got. Yeah, it looked like he got tripped, but he toe picked. No and ref, shit. And the ref called the penalty, and Ovi's like, "No, no, 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 no! I tripped, I tripped." And the guy and the ref like that commercial. Yeah, and the ref's like, "Okay, really? No I'm gonna have to look that up after yeah. this." Yeah, it was pretty funny. 
there's really no spot for that like in the book. Now, they yeah. don't have the football no, thing. No, they don't. So you kind of just, I, I mean, I could name numerous times I probably said to guys, I, I messed that up. Yeah. <laughs> I owe you one. Don't worry. We'll, it'll even out eventually. But yeah. I think the only time I ever came close in Omaha, I put my arm up because I thought a guy was going to hit a guy from behind. And Omaha goalie's taken off and the guy misses him. So I put my arm down. And the goalie's leaving, and I'm screaming, I'm, get back in the fucking net, get back in the net. <laughs> and Blaze, who I probably, I left off that list yeah. at the beginning. He yeah. should have probably been on my list, too, because he was just a classic. And he's like, what was that? I'm like, that was me fucking up. Yeah. yeah. It's simply all it was. I That was bad. <laughs> That's at the least- closest I ever did to taking one back. Yeah. You know what? I, I respect you for admitting that. Yeah. There are so many refs who just... They know they made the wrong call and they just won't admit it. Yeah. No, no. That's right. something you teach a young young ref. If you're talking to young guys working, it's when you screw up, just, just say own like, it. Yeah. yeah. Well, people mess up all the it's time. A fast yeah. Game. yeah, yeah. It's so fast yeah. and there's so much shit going on the whole game. I, I I always think about it like we were talking with Holden and Starman and how they do their job and, and how hard it would be and I mean, refing would just be so hard for me. It, it'd be horribly hard for me because every check is a good check in my book. <laughs> so, Not I'd, nowadays. Yeah, yeah, true. That's why I couldn't ref now. Yeah. I, there's too many penalties now. Holy cow. Yeah. it's. A, I don't know. I just, I just get so involved in the game. I don't think I ever could ref at this point in my life because I'm like too competitive and I'd, yeah. I'm like, oh, that, you know... That guy deserved to get hit, so it's all good, you know? Yeah, 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 exactly. I don't think I could ever... You'd be thinking, like, I don't yeah. like that guy. Yeah. Guys are laid out yeah. just because I don't like them. Yeah. <laughs> Times you'd like to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, Schloss was telling us, Olson and I were texting Schloss a little bit, just getting some background on you. So, obviously, you're a ref. You can't be seen supporting one team or the other. Oh, God. Well, he say he, Schloss was telling us that your one of your kids was a liked My North, boy. yeah, your boy liked North Dakota, um, and he wanted something from the Sioux shop, and you're like, I, I, I can't go in this, I can't be seen <laughs> buying Sioux gear. Oh, every so, weekend I was up there, <laughs> he had more stuff in his room, yeah. and it got out. Like Jackson came up, did you buy stuff? What'd you get today? Yeah. <laughs> I got to know like the general manager at Shields. <laughs> Like the guy sits behind North Dakota's net, like five rows up. He sits right there. I used to skate around. And he'd be like, "I'm like, hey, how you doing? I just spent five hundred dollars in your store today." <laughs> My kid had everything: the basket and the oh yeah, and he's wearing the jerseys and everybody around home. I mean, I live here, and they're like, "Kid's got a North Dakota jersey on." <laughs> I can't tell him who not to like. You know, I got yeah. pictures of him in the suite yeah. for the final five with his. North Dakota stuff on him out there working the North Dakota game. It's like, that doesn't look good. <laughs> that looks terrible. You come to our house and his whole room is, that's all it is. Indian heads everywhere. You know, and, and an autograph. Get that that would have been so funny to tweet if someone like got insider oh, yeah. information. We didn't have Twitter and stuff yeah. like that. Thank God. Insider yeah. information like the Gopher Sioux series is on and you tweet that out. Like, yeah. oh, look spread. at Wonder how this game's gonna go. Take a take a look at the penalties on this game because Shep's whole son's room is sued here. So. Oh yeah, everybody want to know where he got it. How did he get that autograph? Yeah. How did that one happen? Yeah. No, somebody gave it to me. I don't remember. 
<laughs> yeah, he was into it hard, <laughs> really awesome. hard. Yeah, and that'd be a tough line line to walk, you know. Oh like, yeah, you want people to know, like, <clears throat> hey, I'm not homering anyone here, but my son just likes North Dakota colors. So. Well, if you go outside right now, my truck says Rydell Grand Forks on it. <laughs> <laughs> I got my truck from Rydell. Yeah. I mean, very good you friends up what? in North Dakota. You know what? The North Dakota guys, you know, they get they, every inch you yeah. can get, you yeah. know, however you can do it. <laughs> very, very good friends up there. BJ, the security guard. You still go out with him, still talk to him. The Kathy, who works at Rydell, she used to work at the National Car Rental. That's where he got to know her. Yeah. And now she's at Rydell, so I may have gotten a vehicle from Rydell up there. Unbelievable. I may have gone to Nashville with Rydell people. I love it. I may be going to Vegas and next year with some Rydell people. Oh, you're going to head out to Vegas? I'll see oh, you there. Yeah. yeah, I was there last time. Might as well go this time. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm actually... Pure spectator. Yeah. yeah no affiliation great. with any league. I can yell at the refs now and tell my horse shit they are. <laughs> I don't work for anybody anymore, so I can say what I want. <laughs> That's good. So uh, when one of the last questions I want to ask are you're when you're younger, however, like was there a certain spot that you guys got sent to where, you know, you or the ref and crews like let's fucking go we're going here you know this is this is the spot like what was your favorite spot to go on the road could be for any reason back in the day drinking wise was tech yeah really houghton houghton was there was uh new teenies was a bar up there most guys probably if we didn't have cancer we're gonna get it from that place because the smoking was so bad up there (laughs) but my dad got to know the owner and gave him a running suit and we would drink and eat for Pennies on the dollar all night long. Yeah. And it was walking distance from the, where did we stay? The Copper Crown. This place was still in the 1960s. Um, but it was walking distance. And it was just an almighty bar up there. Uh, that was always fun. Anchorage is always a real good trip. Yeah. You know, after the 30, 40th time, that was enough of it. But the first, yeah, it's a good town. Yeah. Some good food. Yeah. You know, Humpy's, good oh, bar. Yeah. Uh, Choku <laughs> Charlie's was a good bar. So what do you guys do? You know, obviously you, you've got two games to ref on the weekend. When do you guys arrive? How do you guys kill time during the day? Depends what city you're in. Um, if you're in Denver, obviously it's it's 60, 70 degrees out. We drive to Red Rocks yeah. during the day. Go check that out. You're in the Springs. You go up the Garden of God, something like that. Yeah. You're in Grand Forks. You close the door and lock it so the wind doesn't come in. I spent my time at Shields. You know, I don't know what else you do in Grand Forks. You walk around the mall. Yeah. That was fun. There's a Shields. There's a Victoria's Secrets. Can't go in there. There's a pet store. Okay. You either sit in the room or you're going to a bar. You probably got to sit in the room before the game. Yeah. And back then, we stayed at that Holiday Inn, the the outside doors. Yeah. So the snow was coming under the door. So you got towels on the door because you're freezing in your room still <laughs> so that place was brutal yeah. i always said i had blackfoot like on uh, mr deeds because i always got the bed next to the door and my, i didn't like my feet on the covers and i get frostbite up there <laughs> but depending on what town there wasn't much to do during the day yeah kind of hung out after the game we're over 21 oh yeah so we could oh yeah gotta go out wisconsin probably was one of my favorite places to go to so uh State Street was yeah, yeah Wisconsin's yeah. Halloween. 
Yeah, I can imagine. We Oof. all like Halloween, you know. They dress <laughs> up in that what slutty nun suit or something. You know, it's always this funny slutty nun or slutty nurse. Girls are wearing just bunnies. Bunnies is a big one. Girls are just wearing like just Nothing. basically underwear. <laughs> and That's the, I, I got a something. daughter at home. I got a daughter yeah. at home. I got a daughter at home. I'm married. Look this way. I was a, I was a gimme beer. I'm a beer. That's yeah. all I needed. I didn't need a hip hop bar. I just needed beer what and maybe of, some nachos. What kind of beer are you going with? Um, I'm a McGolden. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. McGolden. I, I, I like the uh, the pistachio beer from. Uh, really? What, it's it's a local brewery. What the hell? You should know. It's a pistachio. It's a local brewery. God, I wish I should remember. It's really good though. That's why we have Mace. Mace is on yeah. the on the work right it's now. In, I think it's Indeed. Indeed pistachio beer. Okay, yeah. Very, very good. I'm a light, light. I can't. My wife really likes breweries, so we'll do four or five breweries a weekend. Yeah. Nice. Um, lucky she gets me to drive, and she can enjoy them a lot more than I do. But <laughs> yeah. she gets that little passport thing, and we hit all the breweries. Okay, nice. So I got to know. I got to stay underneath my thirty IBUs, and I'm good. <laughs> over that, it gets too hoppy for yeah, me. All right, yeah, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, that's. Uh, I used to be a light beer drinker. Um, what really changed me? I'm drinking a. IPA right now, um, I go to I go to Salt Lake City. I go play in Salt Lake City, and then and they're all Mormons there, so they've got really just different liquor laws <laughs> in Salt Lake City. So before I get there, I'm drinking Bud Light, Bush Light. You know that's that's what I like drinking. And you get there, and the only if you buy it from a liquor store. A, a restaurant, a bar, if you get a normal beer, Bud Light, whatever it is, it's 3%. It's a gas station beer. Yeah. A normal Bud Light's like 4.2% alcohol. Well, these gas station beers, like you just, if you're drinking Bud Light in Salt Lake City and you're you're out on the town drinking Bud Lights, so the next day you're, you're toast because you're <laughs> drinking so many beers and you're so dehydrated the next day, so... You couldn't really go that route. The only normal beer they would sell there is craft beer, like IPAs from the breweries there. Oh, okay. So started absolutely just choking the IPAs down, just <laughs> yeah. like, like to each sip, like, it's disgusting. And then all of a sudden after a year, it's like an acquired taste, you know, like when you first start drinking coffee, it's like, this is terrible, but... I feel I'm wired right now. So I keep, <laughs> you know, like so then eventually you like the taste and and you know, just drinking IPAs there and all of a sudden leave Salt Lake City and I try to try to drink, you know, Bush Light and Bud Light and I'm like, Oh, this is fucking terrible. <laughs> Tastes like goddamn water. <laughs> so now you just go vodka so now crayons. I, yeah, so now I go oh. just straight vodka vodka crayons, old fashioned, <laughs> some <bitch>. IPAs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh Shep, thanks for coming on this week. Thanks for well, coming thank in. Really appreciate having you in in here and I can guarantee you our listeners are going to love this episode just because <laughs> we get, we do got to go over, you know, like I was telling, I texted Shep, obviously he's, he's telling us that his kids are, oh, your shepherd sucks. Well, people might not, actually, before we end it, I'm going to ask you about this, but at the Ralph, there was this, when I was going to games at the Ralph as a fan when I was a kid, there was always this chant, shepherd. <laughs> Shepherd, 
Shepherd sucks. <laughs> Never heard it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then and then so I think it started out as you made a bad call and it actually was Shepherd sucks. But then <laughs> but then it it slowly turned into over time when Olsen and I were playing and even at the Frozen Four the Sioux fans started chanting, We want Shepherd. Yeah. <laughs> we want Shepherd. And there was actually they called a penalty in the national championship game against us and the the whole crowd started chanting, We want Shepherd. I didn't know how to take that one. <laughs> yeah. It felt like sarcasm to me. Yeah. <laughs> there could be some layered sarcasm in there. Because <laughs> every time I came out, they sure didn't say we wanted me. Yeah. <laughs> so is that, I mean, do you remember how that started, what the call was? Oh, I, I think it started probably with my dad. Yeah. Because he sucked before I sucked. <laughs> yeah. So I think it started with him. And then I don't know where it how it got so intense or how it got, I don't know if it was from doing all the Minnesota, North Dakota, Yeah. just because that was the series. That's the one on. And, you know, I'd had so many of them. I had the come from behind at the final five and the, you know, you name it, this game, that game of that series. And I think if they lost and I sucked, yeah. So that's just, yeah. I don't know, just because they saw me more, <laughs> yeah. I may have played with the crowd a little more than some other guys did. Yeah, yeah. for sure. You know, I know, remember they stuck the dollars in the glass. Yeah. I did grab dollars before and took them with me. <laughs> the kids are like, what the? I'm like, you yeah. put it out there. And then I'd give it to the cop and he'd bring it back to him. Or, yeah. You know, they're banging on the glass and you put your finger and middle finger and wipe your eye. And everybody thought I had probably bad crap because I'd grab my ass all the time with the finger. And the, the student section was always right there where you walked out. Yeah. I actually got to know some of those kids. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and they'd always invite me to parties. And yeah. I'm like, oh, that's, I shouldn't do that. Yeah. The one time I told my son, oh, my wife's here. I'm going back to the room. And I come back out there. all like, oh, he's going to get his wife tonight. I'm like, yeah. I told that just to you. You didn't have to tell yeah. the whole section here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, I love good. it. But that was, I mean, that's, it's got to feel, I mean, it's got to feel pretty cool, you know, like that chant's still going on. Like your name's, your name's living on at these games longer than Ulcer I's name. Like oh, yeah. no one's chanting our names at these games. <laughs> I think it's slowly fading though. <laughs> yeah. I think like I walked in, I said, has you got a has been right here. <laughs> yeah. You guys called up. I'm like, shit, somebody knows who I am. I'll go do it. Yeah. You're in Plymouth. That's a long freaking ways away, but I'm going. Yeah. My wife's like, where are you going? I'm like, Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody knew my name. I don't know who the hell it is. He texted me, but I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> I'm living on. Oh, yeah. 100%. That's yeah. what this show's about. Yeah. Living on your name. Yeah. I'm still yeah. trying to figure out how the hell you got my number. <laughs> Schloss gave it to us. We oh, yeah. that Schlossman. Yeah. Okay, you can't give pick. that guy anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then before we go, his last ever penalty called was on Christian Willannon. Which is kind of funny because I picture Wooly as one of those guys who just gives it to Raps. Oh sorry, yeah, you know. Yeah, that was a bad game. That wasn't the way I was. I thought the career was going to end with a afternoon game on at the Target Center. Yeah, that wasn't the way it was supposed to end. But, I thought I was going to get a different game that weekend, and yeah, it didn't work yeah. out the way I thought. Yeah. <laughs> that's a whole different ball game yeah. whole different conversation i won't go down the route because i was asked to do the or told or asked to do the third place game the next day and 
I said, no, yeah, I'm not ending on a third place game. Yeah. So I ended it on that afternoon. And the only person there was my daughter because she was working for the NCHC yeah. just for that weekend. So my, my wife couldn't get off of work and my kid was in school and I didn't know. I, I thought for sure I was doing Saturday yeah. night's game. Yeah. But somebody got the last laugh and didn't get me Saturday night's game. <laughs> oh, see. What, what was the afternoon game? It was North Dakota and... Uh, the Bulldogs? Yeah. 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 Oh, that was a great game. <laughs> for myself. At the <laughs> yeah, at the Target Center. The, the, you're, oh. skate, you're skating on a slushy pond. Oh, Target there. Center. Oh, you were at the Target so Center. So that was... Uh, frozen frozen face-off. That, so that wasn't that wasn't my senior year. No, I think it was your junior year. Okay, never mind. That wasn't a great night for me personally. <laughs> I don't think I was playing. <laughs> oh, what changes in a year's time? <laughs> Went from such a good game to not such yeah. a good game. <laughs> but okay, sorry. I got a, another question popped in my mind before we let you leave here. Um, you did you did ref a national championship yeah. game, didn't you? Yep, in 07. Yeah. And, uh, Thanks to North Dakota. Really? Because they lost. Oh, so you got to ref that game? Cause yeah, North Dakota, because you, you yeah. can't work your own conference. Yeah. So for years, none of us got a national championship. Yeah. Because you had the Minnesotas, the Denvers, the North Dakotas all yeah. killing everybody or getting there. The one year you had the four teams in it. And yeah. So, yeah, North Dakota lost that year, and it was, what, BC and uh, Michigan State. How, like, how is that going into that game? I mean, it's got to be, you know, it's obviously like, you know, when, when you're in playoffs, you know, everyone knows the game changes when it's playoffs. Because you're, and, and you're th- I'm thinking about it like, as a ref, you don't want to, you don't want to be the one to decide the game. So, that's got to be why hockey playoffs is just so insane because like you got to put the whistle away a little bit like when you call penalty in one of those games it's got to be an absolute for sure one big thing too is those games are different yeah they're not the hatred yeah so you got you know you got north dakota against quinnipiac or you know minnesota against holy cross went there um (laughs) you know bc against michigan state you don't have that hatred that everybody has, so you don't get the penalties that you get on a Friday night in January. Yeah, for sure. You get a, you get a trip on a breakaway, which that's easy. You get a you know you don't get normally too many roughings, too many check from behinds, stuff like that. So as as far as refereeing goes, they were easier to referee. Yeah, because the penalties were going to be penalties. They weren't going to be the okay, we're going to take you because you're a jerk off and you're pushing this guy. And yeah, it was more this is a trip and. They yep. were you were playing for something then, yeah. versus a Friday night. So yeah. I, they were much easier to ref. Yeah, that 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 definitely makes sense because obviously when you're one of the players, you're also thinking about like, yeah, I can't be taking a dumb penalty here. Yeah. Well, the th- big topic they talk about, you know, you go to a regional and there's 30 people in the crowd. Yeah, you know, there's nobody there. You're playing. You don't want to be the one to screw up. So for a ref, it's it's fairly simple in those games. You're thinking you don't want to screw up, but there's not a lot of penalties yeah there's not yeah. a lot of choices yeah, yeah. so that's they're true. easier that's true that makes sense um well thanks for coming on Shep. Well, thanks for asking love to have you here yeah yeah i mean this is this is one of my favorite episodes for sure <laughs> it's just <laughs> like, a different perspective yeah, and, and i love and, hearing yeah. it like 
And yeah, I mean, it's not too often you get to sit down with a, a ref like you and, and get to hear those stories. So it's been great, but thanks for coming on and, and folks will, uh, we'll see you next week.